Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 350, covering Impulse and Exile. Hi friends, it's another (sighs) week here at the old sinking ship. Boils and ghouls, and welcome to another horrific episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, God, I hate you, Captain Cryptkeeper. Today we're going on a ghoulish adventure to a bunch of haunted castles and shit. Oh, you think he's kidding. He's it's not. A, it's it's horrible. Just, just because he's not making puns doesn't mean he's lying. Well, puns are hard to do on the fly, and skeleton puns are especially hard to do on the fly. They don't just have to be skeleton puns. They can be like... I have like, to do more skeleton puns! It's turning into fucking, uh... Skeletor? Uh, I don't... It's more like Cobra Commander, I would Serpentor? say. Serpentor? There we go. Co- Cobra Commander. Yeah. I don't know what the yes. fuck Serpentor sounds like. Uh, just like a guy. Uh-huh. Like a guy who shouts a lot, but he didn't have a ridiculous voice. You guys want to watch some Star, Tr- some Star Trek Enterprise? Is this the one with bones? <laughs> I created them from the greatest episodes of Star Trek from throughout no, he's the like, universe. No, he's, he's much yellier. He's like, this I command. That kind of thing. That guy's always commanding shit. Yeah, he always is. All right. And it's I command this, not this I command. No, no, no. It is this I command. That's what he said. Get your shit together, you dumb snake-headed moron. Look, if you want to see me make hilarious jokes about G.I. Joe, you can watch that on YouTube. But uh, mm, that we gotta exist. talk we gotta talk about this. We gotta we gotta face the uh <laughs> the pair of elephant turds in the room. Oh my god. This these is... are remember last week when we said, okay, well these are the two worst episodes we've ever done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess what? The there's no bottom to this barrel. <laughs> no, it's an this, infinite barrel. It just keeps go- it just keeps going. Yeah. It's like a fucking time tunnel into more and more shittier episodes of Enterprise. Yeah, it's it's real, real bad. Like, and this this was the Halloween episode for some reason. No, but so was the next one. The thing no, is, I know. This is Halloween. It's Halloween week for us on Pa. Like, what the well, fuck they, is happening? They set this up before, like in the in the season finale, where they said, we're going into mm-hmm. this expanse and all kinds of boogity shit happens. I knew this was coming. We talked about this. <sighs> but they're really starting to pay it off now, and I hate it. Like, like what? Like next week, Trip's gonna fight a mummy, and Paul's <laughs> gonna make out with a vampire. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, the thing is, you would like those things. They they don't you do would those think... things. What they do are they take the things that you do like and they turn them into things you hate. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, seriously. Let's let's get my summary out of the way. Yeah, so go ahead and tell us this. what happened in Impulse. Yeah, Impulse, the fucking scary title. <laughs> I like you. I like you yelling the title. Yeah, Impulse. <laughs> Impulse, good, fine, whatever. (laughs) It was a dark and stormy night in space. Captain Archer and his pals were exploring the stupid garbage expanse when they heard a tapping as if someone gently rapping, rapping on their communications door. This bullshit, nothing more. It's a Vulcan ship lost in a drift in space, missing for months. After taking exactly no precautions and getting absolutely no response from said ship, Archer decides to lead an away mission to explore and offer aid to said Vulcans who are definitely alive, not sick, and cannot, and certainly not completely insane, even though we saw fucking video footage of that not four episodes ago. Ooh. Unfortunately, they're on said ship for exactly three minutes before the mysterious bangings, flickering lights, and small child in a blood-soaked dress singing quietly in an unnerving manner gives way to full-on attacks by zombie Vulcans. That's right, I said zombie Vulcans. I'm not usually one to say this kind of thing, but Enterprise has officially jumped the shark. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I'd rather watch the, sh- the crew fight a fucking shark. So then, in the great tradition of garbage enterprise, T'Pol gets sick, starts freaking out, and everyone runs around shooting phasers into the dark a whole lot. And eventually, they manage to get back to Enterprise. Flox figures out a cure, and all those sick Vulcans back on the ship explode. 
So a happy ending for everyone. I was worried we wouldn't have enough to fill an entire show this week, but uh, if you stretch all your stuff out like this, that really it's helps a lot. It, it both stretches the episode and get, puts everyone on edge. Uh, does it, though? Eh, whatever. It puts me on edge about as much as the hilarious House of Frightenstein did. Well, Vincent Price is in there. Yeah, I'm aware. It doesn't put me on edge. Matt, Matt, I'm well familiar with the show. I'm yeah. I wasn't even taking another dig at it. I'm just saying that that show was meant to be funny. This was about as scary as that. I mean, hilarious is right in the title, so you yeah. know it's going to be funny. And you got constantly the sound of people laughing, so you know, mm -hmm. like old Scooby Doo be. episodes, film uh -huh. before a live studio audience. <laughs> it's a terrible strain on the animators' wrists. I love that joke. Yeah, this. Oh what the fuck Zombie is going Vulcans. on? Can we just okay? Just like, well, let's I just go into your bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I am so sick of people exploring desolate spaceships crawling with secret aliens. And that used to be my favorite fucking genre. From Alien to Event Horizon to the Dead Space trilogy, I love guys in space sneaking around corridors looking for scary monsters. And Enterprise finally ruined it for me. So thanks a fucking lot, Enterprise. I haven't even seen Alien Covenant yet. Uh, I have. It was not very good. And I, I know we have different tastes in that sort of thing, but I actually liked Prometheus, and I thought this was a bit of a letdown. See, what bugs me there is that, like, up until they started making Alien versus Predator movies, I loved all Alien movies. Yeah, you could just say, well, maybe not everyone likes Alien 3, but I do, and the yep. fourth one was even pretty good, and I like all the Alien movies, but now, not so and, much. And it took fucking 20-something years, but they finally yeah. made one that apparently I won't like. Yeah, same. No, we, we tried to watch... Uh, we tried to watch Covenant, and uh, I, I did not care for it. I but mean, th like, this... for one thing, the CGI aliens look bad. They just look bad. Uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't even counting that. They didn't look great. But uh, no, they, but let, let's get back to this. This, yeah, you're right. And this is something this show has done a lot, and these shows have done a lot. Voyager did it, and, mm -hmm. and Next Gen did it occasionally. I think this might be the worst iteration of it, though. And I'm not saying that because Enterprise has worn me down. I'm saying it for a very specific reason, which is the constant strobe light. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice that? Well, the thing, the thing, yeah, and like it's like they're trying to do scary lighting, and it's just a no. It's what it's what's called in the genre irritating lighting. <laughs> That's how they say in the biz. Yes, exactly. No, it's the, the fucking is, director, whoever he was, is like, I need more irritating lighting in here. Bill, get over here. The thing is, for real, like I, I'm not epileptic, but it actually felt so bad that it might irritate someone who is. Like it mm. gave me a headache. I'm not. That's not an exaggeration. That's not me making funny jokes about how dumb the episode was. I seriously mm. had a headache watching it. Yeah, no, I completely believe you. And I just that's not a good thing to have in your show. The whole the the thing is, it's like if you're gonna do zombie Vulcans. Yeah. Wait. Okay. First of all, Star Trek already has a zombie race, which is the Borg. You don't need yeah. to. But go and you on. Know what? It's worked real good till now. Yeah, and but, plus this show managed to crowbar those in, yeah, even yeah. despite the fact that they shouldn't. But anyway, go ahead, go but on. But like, if you're gonna do this, you have to like either make the episode scary, mm -hmm. or you need to fucking like this needs to be campy as shit because you're doing zombie Vulcans. Well, this has been my problem specifically with season three, but honestly, for most of Enterprise, is this show doesn't know what it wants to be. Amanda mentioned that last week. It's yep. like sometimes it wants to be grimdark and sometimes it wants so hard to be goofy, but the show won't let it. The whole the, the, the thing There's is. There's so many ideas that could be fun, but these showrunners just don't want that. Everything they do feels like it, they want to do grim. Like even the yeah. the even the the campy stuff. Like we talked about this with the Legion of Doom a couple episodes yeah. back. Like that concept is goofy as shit, but it feels like a like it feels like an early two thousand comic book that they tried to adapt into something darker, you know? Yeah. Everything no, fucking feels like that. That's been the feel of Enterprise. And the thing is, all the people complaining about Discovery being dark, and it can be dark. It does get a little too dark for me mm -hmm. personally, as well as other people. But it also has some heart and some bright spots and some goofy shit. It knows when to lighten up, believe it or not. Yeah. This show has not shown any indication of that yet. No, it's just... Like, can you imagine Harry Mudd showing up in Enterprise? No, absolutely not. No, he's too silly for this show. Like, Yeah. I mean, Discovery made it work. They'd That's have to, like, point. he'd be, like, a serious fucking traitor yeah. or something that... Yeah. Just, I, I can't yeah. I can't even, like, picture it, you know? Like, th this show is just... It's so dour. Yeah, it is. Also, once again, something bad happened to T'Pol. Like, does mm -hmm. she get one moment of dignity ever? It's, like, 
I mean, at the very least, I don't think she got sexually assaulted in any way in this episode. No, she didn't get sexually assaulted, but once again, she but, like can't she just be a competent, capable yes, it, member like, of the crew one week, one episode? Like, if she's, if she's not getting sexually assaulted, she's a, being a raving lunatic. Yeah, she got infected with this uh, zombie virus, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, mm. Oh, it's, okay, actually, this I didn't completely hate. Uh, the idea that it's the Trillium, that, that they need to protect the ship, that actually makes Vulcans crazy. Like, uh-huh. that part, like, it's dumb. It doesn't make sense that a metal makes you crazy. But beyond that, I like that the thing they need to, to survive here is going to fuck up to for Vulcans. Yeah, that's interesting to me because, and actually it forced Archer to say, okay, well, we I might guess not I be grudgingly to... like to Paul. Maybe we shouldn't use this stuff. Don't slather it on the hull just yet. Yeah. I actually got I like two big buckets full of it. Just like, I'm ready to put it on, Captain. Yeah, I, I didn't completely hate that. And, and it's interesting that the, you know, we've been on a quest for a few episodes to get this thing. And now mm. this thing is not entirely usable that that's not the worst plot development but yeah but yeah she gets infected and the whole time she's just screaming and snarling and trying to kill people ranting like bones about murderers and assassins I, i'm glad we both have the same note on that one yeah and yeah <laughs> murderers like one week can you just give her one week please where yeah, she's seriously. good at her job and not in some way victimized or incapacitated no also, this episode was structured uh, via flashbacks. We opened with her ranting and then cut back to the interminable buildup to that, which. Ugh. See, the, the thing with that is it's just you're 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 watching. And you're supposed to be like, well, how did that happen to T'Pol? And all I can think is, well, this ought to be good. But the thing is, on a good show, I've seen this device. You like Breaking Bad used that oh, really sure. well. You'd open an episode with some kind of mysterious new development. You'd be like, how did we get here? And then the succeeding hour would show you how we got there. And it was mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. But this show, it's like, okay, I get it. And about halfway through, I'm like, I can connect the dots. Can we just move on? No, I guess we're going to. Okay. All it's right. Like when find you, more time in a dark hallway, I guess. It's like when you watch a particularly bad movie on Mystery Science Theater or Rift Tracks or whatever. And it's like. Oh, I'm it's I'm glad you showed that character walking all the way up to the door and opening the door. Otherwise, how would I know how they got in the building? Yep. That's the other thing too is like this ep- this episode is so empty. Like it feels yeah. like yeah, they nothing fix- happens. It feels like they thought they could just get away with like action sequences. Yeah, of people atmosphere. running through the ship and shooting like and every 5 seconds more zombie Vulcans will burst out of the wall or something. Yeah. It, it doesn't work cuz there's no tension. Like no. I'll watch like a fucking horror movie where like people are trying to get somewhere because interesting things happen. It's not just people running and shooting like guns at stuff. But the one of the problems I have is the stakes. We mm-hmm. we talk about this all the time because the away mission is Archer to Paul, Malcolm, and one of the Space Marines. And yeah. it's like who still okay. doesn't have a name. I think it might be Hobbits. I think he had a name eventually. They didn't mention it until like three quarters of the way through. Like, we're not meant to care about this guy, obviously. But it he feels could, like that. Like they've brought him back three times. He could be the red shirt, but uh, the thing is, here's how to tell this story in a more interesting way where there are stakes. Get us invested in some of these new Space Marines. Send only them over. Mm-hmm. Then we don't know who's going to live. Yeah. Maybe they'll all die. Maybe one of them will make it out. Maybe they'll all make it out. Who knows? But because you send three main characters and one expendable, there's no there's no tension there at all. Yeah, that's the thing. We know how TV works. And yeah. like your job is to make us forget that. But seriously, if you sent three space marines over there, yeah. I would have no idea if any of those guys are coming back. So now I'm kind of invested in what's going to happen. Do you like a lower decks episode? Yeah, there's there's ways to do this. And then you cut back to Archer having to to remotely deal with what's going on. We've done that very well in Star Trek before. Yeah, I can see that. That would be good. The captain's helpless back on the ship. He's still involved, but mm. he can't help, which I like. But nah, they didn't do that. Once again, we've come up with a better way to do this episode. Yeah. Um, Call us Enterprise from the past. We work cheap. Uh, my bad thing. Is uh, okay. So this yeah. space marine, uh, when they're when they're fighting off the Vulcans, uh, he sets his phaser to kill, and T'Pol tells him, "Don't do that. We're we're this is a rescue mission. Please set these your people phaser are to sunk. Stay. Like yeah, like and he's like, well, I'm going to do what I want. And then the captain says, but "Don't set it to stun, please." And then he does it. Like mm-hmm. what the fuck, man? She's your superior officer. Fucking take an order, jackass. Yeah, you're a marine. Don't you know how the chain of command works? Apparently not. Apparently only when the captain says it and. I know it wasn't because she's a woman, but it's hard not to read that into it. It seems it, it, like that's the vibe I fucking got. It's for it. probably because she's a Vulcan, but still, yeah. 
It doesn't matter. Fucking yeah. take orders, jackass. Nobody takes her seriously. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Just nobody ever takes her seriously. Ugh. Well, I mean, yeah. if she's gonna be if she's gonna be freaking out and hysterical every episode, like why should we? Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, we did get some good visual stuff. Uh, the asteroids that they were in, I thought looked good. Yep. Uh, My good things the good thing, the yeah. uh, the derelict Vulcan spaceship actually looks very cool. Well, I like the design of the Vulcan ships, those ring ships. They look Yeah, neat. yeah, but this is like we haven't I don't think we've seen one like this before. Like No, this, this is a big one. This is like a full like a full starship sized one, not like a little shuttle or whatever. Yeah, and it's got like big like fucking tears and stuff in it. It looked real cool. Yeah, it did. Uh, apparently, I didn't realize this. I saw this in Memory Alpha. That design come uh, originated in the motion picture. Oh, no kidding. In the uh, rec room of the uh, refitted Enterprise, there's like a bunch of model ships. And oh, that's, that's one neat. of them. All right. And someone said, I like this design. Let's let's make let's say that this was Vulcan. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I, but once again, <laughs> the visual effects people on the show are the only ones worth a damn. Yeah, seriously. I mean, nothing else. Good work. I mean, I, when we're done here, we'll present them a ward and an award. <laughs> well, presumably these people all went on to, you know, do other good shows or movies or whatever. Like, I hope so, guys. They weren't I'm run out of town in disgrace like like Rick Berman eventually was. Is that um, what happened? I don't think that's what happened. No, I like to think that's what happened. He's not he's not working in TV anymore. And let me have this. OK, yes. Retired out of out of town on a rail. Run out of town in disgrace is what I hope, but probably not. Um, His plane landed at our house. Oh, man. Is that Rick Berman on that plane? <laughs> Get him. That feels about right. Um, My good thing. All I could come up with is Travis lands a shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good at his job. I, it's not entertaining, but it's nice to see Travis still around and doing a good job. Oh, yep. God, I got nothing. Good work, Travis. <laughs> Just nothing. Oh, oh, and then, and then, you didn't even mention, at the end, we had an it's all a dream bit. Oh, my. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As, oh. <laughs> As if this episode couldn't get bad and, bad and cliche fucking horror movie enough. Well, apparently it ran short, so. They tried to fit in one last fucking Friday the 13th jump scare. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. Fucking T'Pol's like watching a movie and just like, well, that was a movie. And then she goes to leave and fucking Jason jumps out of the lake and stabs her. Yeah. No, it's the last like five or ten minutes of the episode. You think something went a certain way. And then she wakes up still in sick bay. It was like, all a dream. Like, seriously, like, did, did, could you not make this... Th- like you, ha- you, re- you really had to put the shit cherry on top of the turd cake. Like Jesus Christ! <laughs> Apparently so. Also, to Paul and Sick Bay, still fucking buck naked too. It's not yeah. like they gave her a robe or anything. Nope, under the sheet. Apparently, there's a scene that they cut out where she kisses Archer. So that's something. What? Yeah, I don't know the context. I like, I don't. I just read that in Memory Alpha. I don't know what that's about. Oh fuck this show to death. At least they cut it out. What the? F- I'm leaving. Goodbye. Again, I don't have like I want to be I want to be sure we're only complaining about things that actually happened. And I, mean, I might have I might have read that wrong. I might have read something fine, wrong. But that's fucking dumb. I agree. But again, I just want to make sure everything we complain about are real things and not, you know, things we misunderstood or read wrong or whatever. So or made up. I definitely didn't make it up. It is in Memory Alpha unless some Memory Alpha vandal goes and takes it out. But uh, we don't know anyone like that, do we, Matt? No, of course not. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, the Vulcan makeup, base like the Vulcan zombie makeup. <laughs> they yeah, basically say. they basically look like Michael Jackson in Thriller. Yep. Like they're not zombies so much as they are like green people. I guess that's like supposed to be like a Vulcan blood thing, but they just look like like when Michael Jackson turns around after like when he's escorting his girlfriend home or whatever. Okay, okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Michael Jackson turns into a werewolf. Yep. And then he's a zombie. What? Yep. I'd yeah. much rather discuss that at length than this. But Michael Jackson is all monsters in that video. No, just two. <laughs> but but two very different ones. Yep. I never under as a kid, I never understood that. It's like he's turning into a werewolf. That's cool. Wait, why why is he a zombie well, now? No, also cool, but what? Well, no, because movie Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson in, oh, in the right, movie right, they're right, watching, right. It, that he, they're watching a werewolf movie. Then they walk into a zombie movie. That's right. I forgot. Okay. You can tell right. because of the wardrobe. Like he first, he's like like fifties yeah, kid. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm I'm remembering wrong. 
So, yeah. Okay. You're talking to someone who watches mind. it at least once a year. It's a good video. One of the best videos ever made. Oh, yeah. Made by fucking uh, uh, John Landis. Yep. One of the, the greats of uh, uh, horror, horror movies. Yeah. The masters of horror. Yeah. And the burbs, I think. Is that, uh, no, that's no, Joe Dante. No, I always Joe confuse Dante. those two. Yeah. No, Joe Dante does more comedy type stuff because yeah. he also did Gremlins and um, he did some non-horror type stuff like Inner Space. Yeah. Like he's, he, he, he does kind of more comedy stuff. No, John Landis did uh, American Werewolf and had a gross son. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So he did. Yep. Which is too bad because I liked uh, the first season of Dirt Gently, but I'm not watching the second. Yeah. Because that guy's gross. I thought he wasn't involved in the second. Like, I thought they booted him out of Hollywood. Mm, I don't think so. Mm. Pretty sure he is. Uh, anyway, you got anything else about this? I read I mean, his, he did a, he did a, he did a pitch for a fucking Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. I read it's one of the stupidest fucking things I've ever read in my life. Okay, let me ask you this: Is it stupider than the existing Super Mario Brothers movie? Yeah, because for one thing, it's like possible. It's like three hours long. Well, I mean, you have to 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 really nail the epic feel of a plumber and his dinosaur jumping around in some flowers. You gotta, Mm -hmm. you know, you really gotta have the full three hours. Listen, while I'm on my soapbox here, it ain't hard to make a good Super Mario Brothers movie. That that shit writes itself. Just find someone who likes the characters. I think it might be a little difficult to make one for that appeals to grown-ups. I think if you t- stay uh, true to it, it would basically just be for children, which is that fine. I could see. But I think the problem is they always want to make something that'll appeal to grown-ups. And you can't, like, this, this is Mario. You can't do that. It's a goofy, cartoony thing about rescuing yeah. a princess. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing uh, a lot of Mario Maker, and I just want to unlock janky Mario, and I just can't. I love Janky Mario. Ah, he's, he's so, so unsettling. Upsetting. He's like twice the height and skinnier and a little pixelier and just ah. just unfolds himself from under your bed. <laughs> How's yep. it going, Al? I've been waiting for you. Yep. I'm going to drag you back into hell. <laughs> that uh, that weird like pixel warped Mario is scarier than anything in this episode. That's absolutely true. Yep. You got anything else about this, or you want to? I really like Super Mario. Yeah, Mario's fun. Yeah. But anything about Impulse this episode? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Fuck this show. Uh, I got uh, Dead Stupid. Yeah, I went with Night of the Logical Dead. That's a good one. Eh, Not one of my betters, I thought. Uh, What do you got for a quote? Uh, This is from the end of the episode just before the stupid jump scare. So enjoy this good line before the stupid jump scare. Something tells me we haven't seen the last of the uh, detective in the bow tie. <laughs> no, he died in a house fire. Ah, did he? Hmm? The autopsy was inconclusive. I wouldn't be surprised if the body belonged to the delivery man. Hmm? With the strange limp. Never did see him leave the house. What about the gardener? He was there too. Too tall. <laughs> Even the primitive forensics of the mid-20th century would have determined that. <laughs> Perhaps we should watch and find out. Yeah, I enjoyed that actually. Mm-hmm. I like I like the whole movie night thing, and I love Flox's weird attitude toward uh, like Earth movies. <laughs> I kind of want to see that, like it's set up like a fucking mystery science theater with like him, yeah. to Paul, and Travis in the front row. Like, yeah, they all just have distinctive. They all have distinctive enough silhouettes. You'd have to play up her pointed ears and and Flox's weird looking head, but I think that would be that would work really well. Ah, here comes this guy again. <laughs> All right, ready guys to, gonna be ready to really pleased. Guys gonna be really excited for Red Zone Cuba. <laughs> the weird thing for me was Trip was talking about movie night, and he was saying um, we need to watch a comedy. We need to lighten things up a little, and that's good. It's like okay, we're not completely going dark. Trip, that's that's mm. good. And then he suggested some like I, what did he say, like Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin or something like that. I don't was, remember, but it must have been something like, like that. How are you not saying Cannonball Run or Police Academy? This, this right? character doesn't care about classic comedy at all. Oh, no, that, he said the, the Hope and Crosby movies. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. No, that, that dude fucking loves Cannonball Run. Yeah, and Police Academy and, like, broad, stupid comedies. The the height of entertainment for that dude is not just Cannonball Run, but the end credits to Cannonball Run. Where they're laughing? Yeah, yeah. Where he keeps making Dom DeLuise crack up? Man, Dom DeLuise is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just laughing, but pretty funny. Actually, he kind of laughs like Burt Reynolds, so. <laughs> you mean Turd Ferguson. Yeah, Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Yep. All right. It's a funny Moving. hat. It's bigger than regular sized hats. <laughs> yes, that's a picture of a horse having sex with me. Great. All right. 
Moving on to Exile. Listen in amazement as we try to talk about anything other than this fucking. <laughs> we got it. We episodes. got. This is what we signed up for, man. Oh fuck! I seriously thought about running out the clock by talking about anything else, but it's like, no. You know what? We committed to this. We're gonna do it. We might not do it for the full hour, but we'll do it some. And I did write a summary. So all right, give me Exile. <clears throat> It was a dark and stormy night in space. Captain Archer and his pals were exploring the stupid garbage expanse when Hoshi heard a tapping, as if someone gently rapping on the communications door in her mind. That's right, friends. The first third of Matt's summary basically works for this episode, too. I can only assume Trip looked down at the one shark they were jumping and reckoned that they could plumb jump two sharks with this old star-hopping rust bucket boy howdy. So, yeah. Hoshi's hearing sinister whispering in the corridors of the Enterprise, and then she's seeing people in her quarters who aren't really there. Nobody else is hearing or seeing these things, and Flox can't seem to find anything wrong with her, so the next step in our paint-by-fucking-numbers story must be... Let's see... Go to a castle? That can't possibly be right. Actually, hang on. Some of the worst episodes in Star Trek history have taken place in castles. Cat's Paw, Sub Rosa, Descent Part 2, so actually this does check out. This particular castle contains a creepo alien who's creeping hard on Hoshi. He claims that he can offer valuable intel on the Zindi, but only if they leave Hoshi behind in his castle for a while so he can convince her to be the beauty to his beast. And now I kind of wish I'd seen Beauty and the Beast more recently than 1991 so I could make some clever references here. Um, Gaston? That That's a thing, right? Teapots? Angela Lansbury? Anyway, despite his best efforts to imprison Hoshi, he does not end up doing that thing. Meanwhile, Enterprise finds another ball, like that one ball they found a few weeks ago, and they further speculate the existence of even more balls. Only because we're in prequel times, none of them have been eaten by Mr. T yet. See? I know references to things. Or Chewbacca. <laughs> no, he was Mr. also T. known for balls eating. No, no, no. Mr. T ate my balls. Very important. Ugh. Uh, this, oh, Jesus Christ, this was bad. Uh-huh. This also, was... I gotta, I gotta remark on the line "this particular castle," which just makes me laugh. Well, I mean, how many castles? Seriously, I was trying to think of like one example from most of the series, and I think I got it. Are there I, more? It, 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 if if I could just sum up watching the the beginning of this episode, yeah. as it as it goes from the sinister whisperings in Hoshi's quarters <laughs> to her wa- waking up in a castle. Yeah. Which, by the yeah. way, I took Excellent. a picture of and is on my Twitter feed if anyone's interested. Oh, That's yeah. Matt's, Matt's, drunken reactions, Matt's drunken reactions to his uh, enterprise is always a delight. But if I could just like, okay, this is going from the whispering to the castle. Just. Uh-huh. Oh. How many times? Oh, uh, what the fuck? A hundred. <laughs> uh, can you, uh, can you think fuck? of. What the fuck? Fuck you. Can you think of a good inter- or a good episode from all of Star Trek from the 700 or so episodes? Seriously, 700 or so. This is episode 350. Mm-hmm. So that means more than 700 because we used to do three per episode. Sure. Can you think of one example from all of that mm-hmm. that took place in a castle that was good? No Are castles ever good news in Star Trek. Unless unless you count the Klingon High Council as a castle, no. Maybe half. I would call that a fortress if I really had to get down into uh, it. I don't. I no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick nits there. That, yeah, okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe some of the Klingon-y stuff. That's not that, the kind of place that Mario is going to run into and then a flag will go down. I guess or up true. or an axe. Yeah. When you get to the end, I guess it'd be. Oh, I made it to the Klingon Empire. <laughs> so long, Bowser. <laughs> I don't know, Bowser, you like, just uh, change, swap the palette up a little and put a few bumps on his forehead. He could totally be a Klingon. Bowser would make a great Klingon. Yeah. Anyway. Fucking no, this and fire and having honor. Yeah, this, 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 this was, this was real, 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 real bad. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to get into this guy right away because I hate him. Sure. I hate him so much. Oh yeah. I didn't really get this, but uh, you do you, man. I fucking, so this dude, okay, so this dude has one of the most unique fucking makeup jobs Ever. I like, I gotta give him kudos for that one because this is definitely a new and original design. But if I could just quote myself from watching this episode in my notes Oh my god, it's Darth Maul, but his little horns are all fingers. Oh god, oh god, oh god, it's Beauty and the Beast, and the Beast's face is covered in horrible fingers, and he's wearing a bathrobe. Oh god, why is this so gross? Ag, 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 puke, puke, puke. 
I mean, you're grossed out by literally everything. I There's something about a dude with fingers on his face, man. Just... Right. That's fair. I just thought he looked kind of dumb. I mean, he also looks dumb, but just, I can't look at this motherfucker. And also, he's got the most familiar fucking voice. It was driving up the goddamn wall. I, I didn't actually, he didn't seem familiar to me. I didn't look him up, so I'm not sure off the top right. of my head. Did you did you happen to look him up? I did not look him up. I did not I, care that much. No, I'm not going to look now. Um, I will say I did look at Memory Alpha earlier, and um, uh, hang on, let me find the quote, because there's a pretty interesting, Braga said this was like one of the dumbest episodes they did or something like that. I'll take it. Yeah. Because he said, that, I read that before we even got to the halfway point. I was like, wow, really? Well, that's the, we got that to look forward to. The, the the thing is, they're trying like they're clearly so clearly trying to do like someone's someone's kids rented Beauty and the Beast that week. Uh, they said they were specifically going for Beauty and the Beast and Phantom of the Opera and one other thing that I don't remember right. Okay, now. well they nailed those first two, but the yeah. thing is, like, there's nothing likable about the bad guy. Like, no, he's not. He's not uh, sympathetic in any way. Like, from minute fucking one, like, I can totally see them, it's like, okay, well, he's gross and creepy, but, like, he's probably got some sort of inner beauty. No, for this entire episode, he's just disgusting. Yeah, it's super, super gross. Here it is. Braga thought this episode is pretty crappy. That's the actual quote from from the showrunner. Pretty crappy. Well, well, Braga, you nailed it. Yeah. Why did you let it happen? You're the showrunner. If someone brings you a script that's pretty crappy, say, go back and make a better one or bring me something else. <laughs> like, you're the one in charge, dummy. Well, we got to start filming in a couple of minutes, so I really thought to stop leaving these until the last fucking minute. Also, like, we got this castle, so work that in there somehow. I seriously, like, the way they shot it and the way it all unfolded, I expected, like, like No, I thought the exact same fucking thing. Terrible. Looked like fucking Snake Mountain. It's not just a castle, it's fucking Castle Dracula. Yeah. No, it, it reminded me of Snake Mountain for some reason. Yep. <laughs> From He-Man. Yep. No, all it was missing was the big snake and the, uh, you know, little megaphone so that Hoshi could be all like, He-Man. She, <sighs> the thing is, I like Hoshi, I've said this before, and I want to see her in a good episode, and because she's a minor character, she only gets about one a season, and yep. this might be all we see of her in season three, and that sucks. Yeah, it really does. It's a waste of a supporting character. And I assume they're going to do the same with Travis, where it's like, here's your one episode and it'll be dumb. Yeah, but it won't be like based on some gross alien finding him beautiful. You don't know that. I mean, it's true. He is beautiful. He could be like uh, seduced by a space siren or a space mermaid or who the I fuck mean, knows. Like, let's be real. That dude was chiseled out of God's own wood. Yeah. Woof. You know. Good looking dude. Uh-huh. But uh, no, I just, I, uh, it was gross again. It was, yeah. at least T'Pol wasn't being sexualized, but Hoshi sure was. And it's like, you know what? She's a pretty lady and she's out of uniform and she's wearing like a, a t-shirt and like mm-hmm. shorts. And it's like, normally it would be like, here's a good look at one of the pretty uh, members of the crew. And I, I this is not just because she's a woman. Like we just said when Travis like is in his tank top is like, hey, now we get a good look at Travis. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty equal opportunity when it comes to that stuff. Any any pretty people I like to look at. But the show makes me feel gross about looking at the women on it because of the way it treats them. Well, I mean, yeah, you sh- if you show a beautiful woman and then show a dude in a fucking Playboy Mansion bathrobe just sitting there and panting over her, you're going to feel pretty awkward about it. Yeah, and and constantly inside her head and trying to trick her into staying and being his hostage for all eternity. You know, your father, you've often felt uh, uh, separated from your crew people because of stuff that happened with your father back when you were a kid. Is this turning you on, me delving into your brain and finding your darkest, deepest secrets? Is that oh, sure. what I get for you? This this worked well with Clarice also. Just, uh, you know, just tell her all about, like, what you know about her. That's, that's Do great. Do you still hear the screaming of the lambs, Clarice? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't that creepy, though. It's just dumb. Just so dumb. And yes. um, my bad thing actually pertains to that guy as well. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot in all Star Trek shows. I, don't, I, I just happen to call this one out. But um, happens in all Star Trek shows, also in stuff like Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the guest monsters just can't speak right with fake teeth. They sound dumb. Yep. Like, I'm a monster. And it, it was real, real bad. Like, I always felt so bad the for the... I was felt so bad for anyone like but like uh, Angel and Spike when they were like reoccurring supporting characters. Yeah, you're right, Slayer. Yeah, just I'm I'm a scary vampire, I is. 
Some people are better at it. Like, uh-huh. um, like uh, Armin Shimmerman learned how to sort of work the uh, limitations of the Ferengi teeth, like into the way he talked. Oh, yeah. So it sounded kind of natural after a while. And then you'd get the occasional guest Ferengi who just did not know how to make those teeth work at all. And, they, you know, like mm-hmm. Jeffrey Combs was pretty good at it. The dude who played yep. Rom was pretty good at it. The, Ma- the Nagus was pretty good at it. But a lot of the lesser guys, not so much. Would that Nagus sound like a Geno? I'm not sure, Matt. Quark. So David, so David Lynch. David Lynch, basically <laughs> with helium. Quark. No, Wallace Shawn was in a show that I watched recently. He's still kicking around. Uh, Quark, um, we're gonna do an episode of Twin Peaks where they drive for forty minutes. It'll save so much latinum. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw him in uh, The Magnificent Mrs. Maisel, which is quite good. It's on it's on. Yeah, Amazon I've heard good Prime. things about it's that. quite good, and, and he showed up in that, and uh, still great. Good, good for him. Quark. Um, but yeah, the, he was not a good rubber mask actor. And that, you know, that's that, that's not really the actor's fault necessarily, but maybe they well, should cast like, people who can't talk in the, in the, uh, in the prosthetics. It's know. gotta be real hard to fucking, to cast, like, to give someone an audition and then say, okay, now do it with this in your mouth. Okay, but... If that's the case, if you find that your actor just can't pull it off, then redesign the makeup. Yeah. You know, like work around that. Mm. Eh, whatever. It, just, it was, oh, God. Like, it it, it made me angry. Mm-hmm. And I was already pretty angry. Whispery ghost bullshit and people who weren't really there and a castle. Yeah, well, and that's the other, just like coming into this after the last episode, too. It's like we really need the two haunted episodes in a row. No, I seriously think we're going to get a bunch more of these in season three. I hope I'm wrong. But they did set up that boogity shit happens in this expanse. And I think that was the point was Ugh. the I I could be wrong. I have no idea what's coming next, but it feels like this is these are the first two shots of a lot more. Oh, my th- my money's on trip falling in love with a mummy. <sighs> I mean, the thing is, that could be fun if you wrote it, but I love her, Captain, but she cursed me. <laughs> Come on, tootin' common. We were making out, it was real good, and then suddenly I was surrounded by scorpions. <laughs> the episode ends with uh, Porthos grabbing one end of the uh, of the bandage and just unraveling the mummy. <laughs> running away episode, with his, if running away episode, with his leg bone in his mouth. If that episode could contain a mummy chasing the crew Scooby-Doo style through a hallway with many doors, all would be forgiven, Enterprise. Zoics! <laughs> Sorry, right, Porthos, we're heading down to the kitchen to see if we can't find some f- some food. Well, I don't know about the- that trip. I'm going to make me a giant sandwich. <laughs> that would be much better. Oh, by the way, the the alien in this, the uh, the, the beast, the phantom, whatever you want to call him, uh-huh. uh, his name was Tarquin, which just reminded me of one of my favorite um, uh, Monty Python sketches with Tarquin, Fin, Tin, Lim, Bim, Wim, Bim, Bust Up, Fatang, Fatang, Ole, Biscuit Barrel. <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> it's a pretty deep cut. I'm not, I don't expect a lot of people. I'll give you that one. But a, like, a couple of people might. It's, it's I've watched like, a lot of Monty Python and I don't remember that. You, you'd know this one if you saw it. It's it's the election night one. It's a long sketch where they're talking about all the different people who got, like, this person got 6,000 votes. This person got one vote. Right. Michael Palin looking particularly goofy. He would have been a better villain than this guy. Well, I mean, Michael Palin, like. That nice Michael Palin. <laughs> yeah. Hello, no. Hoshi. There was there was some super super hacky like the dialogue just felt like it was written by a twelve year old. Yep. Like and then there was the fucking heartbeat sound effect behind the score to emphasize that like Hoshi was experiencing something intense and uh-huh. oh, God. And <sighs> just just come live in my castle forever and here are all the graves of the people who came before. Oh like, my god, that's right too. I fucking literally was watching like watching it and as he's giving her the tour, I'm like, but whatever you do, don't go into this room because it secretly has the heads of all my ex-wives in it. And yeah, he thinking fucking, you were making a funny joke. And then literally ten seconds later she's outside where he told her not to go, where there's fucking the graves of all the the fucking yeah. women he's been with. And I'm like could this show possibly get any more cliche? Yeah, apparently he's like 500 years old and every like generation he brings some woman there to just live in his castle and be his fucking like hostage for the rest of her life. Yeah, like literally the only thing this episode was missing was him playing an organ. Uh-huh. I mean, he was playing something. Mm-hmm. Some kind of organ. I get it. It's a penis yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, 
He's got penises all over his face, like you said. Oh. I mean, you thought they were fingers. <laughs> you just made it worse. <laughs> Nothing could make this worse. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I, th- I Actually, one thing that did make it worse, this one also ha- had sort of a, it's, only, it's all a dream uh, fake out bullshit at the end. Oh, God, it did too. Only in this case, we think Archer has come to uh, retrieve Hoshi, and it turns out it's really in her mind, and it's this guy. <sighs> God, why? Just uh, why? Now we just need you to stay on the planet for a while longer. Okay, can I, can I come get my stuff? Nah, I don't think that's necessary. Okay, well, clearly this is a fucking trick. Okay, can I can I go say goodbye to my friends? Uh, no time, no time for that. Yeah, she just like very sensibly asking. Okay, well, if you're gonna ask me to leave the ship for a few months, can I mm-hmm. can I maybe get my books? Because you know, linguist got a lot of stuff to study. That would keep me busy down here. No, no, no you know what? Anything you need, I'll get. Yeah, d- d- you, I'll take care of that. You stay here and put on this sexy ne- sexy negligee. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. To, to Archer's credit, he's he his original reaction to this guy. Uh, I just want Hoshi to stay down here with me. Is like absolutely not. That is inappropriate. <laughs> Why would you even ask? Like his, okay. his first reaction to that is ew, gross. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised because I, I shouldn't be surprised that a Starfleet captain is looking out for his crewman. But that's where we are with fucking John Archer at this point. Like I thought yep. he would just say sure, take her, whatever. Because that's how how the show rolls sometimes. Uh-huh. And then fucking like. The way he lures her down is, like, he appears as a sexy man. Yeah. Like, she doesn't find out he's a weird-looking grosso until she gets down to the planet, which, not great for Hoshi. I mean, typical, though. Well, yeah. Just, just typical. Just, you can't, you can't have nice things. Ooh, a man. Oh, boy. I did like, we got a glimpse into Hoshi's backstory, and I liked mm. a little bit of that. I liked that she was a prodigy, and her parents sent her off to school, and she had a hard time making friends. Like, there's not much to that. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he used to connect with her initially is like she doesn't you know, she she's a bit lonely from time to time. And that was the vibe uh, I got from the beginning was mm-hmm. that she's she's an academic and she doesn't really fit in with all these military guys. And I yeah. kind of like that. But I'm just like you, Hershey. Yeah, that, we that's both not were. Enough. We neither of us know the friendship of another human being. No, you gotta, you gotta have the, you gotta choke on the teeth while you're doing that. The voice is right. <laughs> me. But if you could find your way to stay here in my giant castle <laughs> built on the corpses of women I've slept with over the centuries, perhaps we too could find happiness together. You sound like you should For... be saying, yes, Mr. Flintstone. <laughs> For who could ever learn to love a beast? I assume that's the I seriously, like, I have no problem with that movie. I just haven't seen it since it came out in, you know, 30 years ago or 25 oh, sure. years ago or whatever. I just it's haven't seen movie. it in forever. I'm, I'm sure it is. But as far as, like, later Disney movies go, you're going to you'll be hard to pre- pressed to find too many better ones. I mean, they, they were on a roll there for a while. Like, oh, yeah. that, that came out after the, uh, the uh, Little Mermaid. And then I think Lion King was after that. Like, they, they had a good yeah. stretch there. I just, I haven't seen them since, so. Like, yeah. No, it's a good you know. flick. It just, you know, it didn't need to be a Star Trek episode. Also, I guarantee Brian's going to write in now and correct me there. I don't care that much, Brian. That's fine. Thanks for looking out, but I don't care that much. Uh, what was your good thing? Oh, God, what was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, gro- the the fucking alien guy, when he, when Hoshi comes to stay with him, he's like, I've prepared a, mag- a-, a sumptuous feast for you. <laughs> Made of all of the most delicious things. Uh, drawn I, from your memory. I plucked them from your memory. And it's all fucking like silver plates with, uh, what the fuck are those dish things called? I know they I know what you're talking about. I learned the, it the, recently. The fancy serving dishes that have the covers on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you get in a hotel. Yeah. And he pulls it one, the first one off, and it's the saddest, grossest piece of pizza I've seen since I stopped working in downtown Vancouver. <laughs> oh, come on. Northwestern, West Coast Canadian pizza has to be the best pizza, right? Oh, dude. Mwah, chef's kiss. It's delicious. <laughs> I mean, how much closer to Italy could you get than Vancouver? You can really taste the floor it was on. <laughs> No, I think it looks like that fresh out of the oven. Oh. Like, that's the, you know, that's the thing. Here on the West Coast, we do, like, Russian and Asian things well because that's the coast we're close to. But, yep. uh, the, you know, if you want decent Italian food, you got to go to the East Coast. But, uh, yeah, this guy, clearly not very good at mind reading if that's, like, the reproduction he came up with from her mind. She's just legit just like, oh, thank you. 
Uh-huh. I'll, I'll have some later, I guess. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save this. She actually says that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm uh, After the, the long journey here, and uh, oh, oh, I'm tired. Does oh, your planet way, have... Does your planet have Tupperware? Oh, Hershey. We have nothing but the finest Tupperware plucked uh, from your memories. Oh, God, it's alive. Oh, boy. Why does it have hair and teeth? <laughs> Hi, Hoshi, I'm your Tupperware. Yeah. I'll hold your pizza for you. Oh, my God. <sighs> Is this not doing a lashing? It's got eyes like a fucking Muppet monster. Just like, Yeah, that's what ah. I was thinking. Yep. Oh, just so okay. Seriously, which one would you say is worse, this one or the previous one? I got the I got to go with the first one. Really? Just cause, just because it's so much more like there's so much more nothing in it. Huh. All like right. this at least is full of gross, stupid stuff I can yell at. There's a fucking legitimate monster in a bathrobe in this episode. All right. That's horrible, but it's also hilarious. The other one's just boring. Yeah, see, I think this one was worse because it's continuing the long Enterprise tradition of, like, turning its uh, lady characters into hostages and victims and, you know. Oh, you're definitely right. Like, I think that makes it worse. But, I mean, like, they did that with T'Pol in the last one, too. Yeah, so. I know. But it's it's creepier here. It's super creepy. We I both mean, use the word We both use the word creep and variations on creepy, creepo, creeper, mm -hmm. like, about a hundred times between the two of us. Creeper, creeper, creeper. Ah! <laughs> he says companion like he's Doctor Who, but what he means is hostage. Yep. Just, ah. You're not Doctor Who, you're just gross. My my good thing had nothing to do with the whole Hoshi plot. There's there's this, the B plot, which is also a nothing, where they're going mm -hmm. around looking for what's causing the anomalies in the Expanse. And um, I actually don't completely hate this development. It's a tiny, tiny thing. Mm. But I don't completely hate this. The Expanse is artificially created. Like, they found one of those big spheres. is like a yeah. fucking, like a Death Star, a Dyson Sphere. It's not as big as a Dyson Sphere, but about like a Death Star. Yeah. And they blew it up, like, in the first episode of the season. And then they found another one. And like, okay, these two things broadcast to each other and create these weird distortions. That's, yeah. that's what makes this. And then what they find out is there's hundreds of them. Yeah. Throughout the Expanse, which are artificially causing all this garbage. And it's like... I kind of like that. That's a yeah, neat sci-fi idea. I'll take that. Just it's yeah. It's a it's a better explanation for what's going on than just this is another weird place in space. Yeah, I hate the naturally occurring. Like every now and then, a naturally occurring anomaly makes sense. Of course, there's going to be a black hole or whatever. But, but I mean, we used to talk about this on Voyager, which was filthy with them, where just weird crap just was in space because space is fucking weird. I said this all the way back as far as uh, next gen, where like the word anomaly doesn't apply if it happens every week. Exactly. But. These are created artificially, and presumably the Zindi did it just to make their space harder to get through, and yeah. I don't completely hate that. No, I'll take that. That's kind of cool. That's something. That's a neat I'm, idea. I'm no. seriously looking for things to like. Like, I don't want to just completely hate everything, but mm -hmm. they make it real hard. I, yeah. Like, that shit's the, rough, man. Yeah, that was that was pretty okay, though. That came in the last, like, five minutes. Mm -hmm. But that that wasn't bad. And if it indicates where we're going next, that's kind of cool. But I'm I'm positive we're only just starting the season. I think this is our third pair of episodes. We got a long way to go. I am positive mm -hmm. we're going to see more like this before we're done. Oh, definitely. Hopefully, not two more in a row like this. Oh man, just just a good episode, just one, uh, I please. I mean, seriously, all the ones everyone goes on about are from season four. Mm. Maybe there are ones in season three we'll like. Who knows? I'll even take one of us likes it and the other one doesn't. If there's one that you enjoy and I don't yeah. care for, that's something. At least one of us isn't suffering one yeah. week. That'd be all right. I, I would prefer it to be me, but I'll take anything. <laughs> oh, thanks. I mean, I, my good way, friend. Look, either way is fine. But if I had to pick, sorry, oh, man. Well. I hate this. That's so weird because I, so I would much. pick me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I would count on you to pick you. That's the point. <laughs> it's not out of malice. It's just out of, you know, I'm going nuts, man. Oh, God. And I and what makes it worst of all, I keep saying this, there's a new Star Trek show happening right now that I have so many thoughts about, and I can't really talk about it yet. Oh, man, fucking last week's episode, I was just desperate to just, like, fucking we, crack into that shit. We have hugely varying opinions, and I know the joke is that you don't want to disagree, but I hope you can put that aside by the time we get there, because I think there's a good debate to be had there. 
This just gives me enough t- enough time to put an argument together. Just and I, I you I don't won't. have to you don't have to win. I don't even have to agree with you. I just want to hear your points. Mm. And I have my own points and there's so much to talk about like we could get an hour out of that one episode and oh we, yeah, we can't cuz cuz we're doing this and cuz we got it it would fuck everything up if we just did that. We got to mm. do this first. Ugh, just ah, I hate this so much. Mm. It's not called the post-atomic horror because we watch all of Star Trek except for, like, two seasons of one show. Yeah, that's the thing. It would it would feel real shitty. Like, I know there are people following along who, who want to see us finish this. And, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I also, like, I'm, I'm not full-on, like, diagnosed OCD, but I definitely have tendencies. And, I mean, yeah, stopping in the middle of something would really bug me. I mean, like, we're way into this at this point. Like, Yeah, seriously. This is episode 350 for us, which I guess is a milestone. Should we celebrate yeah. that? I don't yeah, know. It's pretty good. You know. But but seriously, that means we've done over 700 episodes of Star Trek. We're almost done. Yep. We can't stop now. But I really want to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you got anything else about this episode? No. All right. Uh, my quote yeah. is this. <laughs> It's a good quote. That's all I got. I sure seriously could title. not. <laughs> Hostage Hoshi and the Beast from Castle Douchebag. All right. I got Hoshi and Costello meet the elephant, man. Uh, that's better. <laughs> so that what that's you- all That's all for this. Uh, we do have some exciting news. Uh, we had talked before that uh, the adventure game that Matt and I worked on would be coming yes. out soon. Soon is now. Yes, it, it is. Out. As, of the, as of the recording of this episode. Yep. Uh, the Adventures of Nick and Willikins. January. Yep. The Adventures of Nick and Willikins is now out. It's at nickandwillikins.com. You can also yep. get it at uh, pinheadgames.com. Yep. Uh, we're working on getting it listed on uh, hopefully Steam. We'll see how that goes. Uh, you got to pay to do that, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the other like uh, websites. But you can always get it from nickandwillikins.com or pinheadgames.com. Yep. Um, it is completely free. does yep. not cost a dime. Um, it, uh, it features full a full voice cast, uh, including me and Matt, uh, several yep. people you've heard as guests on post Dump Horror and a couple other really talented people we know. Uh, gorgeous art, just a lot of jokes written by me and Matt. We're, we're yep. real, real proud of it, and we'd love for you to check it out. Yes, please. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Website is poststomachhorror.com. The Tumblr is poststomachhorror.tumblr.com. Um. Uh, at Algar on Twitter and at Robot Matt on Twitter. Oh, yeah. If you want to see our reactions during the week, like inevitably when we're screening our episodes, we'll say something. But also mm-hmm. we talk about other stuff. So, yeah, you know. And um, uh, and uh, yeah. So, oh, and if you want to write to us, post Atomic Horror at Gmail. We always yep. enjoy hearing from you. Uh, we, we are in early discussions. I don't want to commit to this just yet. Early discussions about doing something special for kicking off Discovery. Uh, yep. More information when that becomes available, but uh, we do, that feels like a, a cause for celebration when we're finally mm-hmm. out of this tunnel. So, uh, so more more on that when we get a little closer. But yeah, uh, look forward to that. Uh, and that's all for this time. Yeah, uh, see you, folks. The Post Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're 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 still just doing this. 